The following program is paid programming. The views expressed on the following program are those of its hosts and participants, and nowhere reflect those of the ownership, staff, or advertisers of WNRI. Well, it's one for the money, two for the show. You get ready now, go Signing my name all over the place I'll do anything that you want to do But uh, uh, honey, lay off my shoes Don't you tell them I'm doing great Well, you can do anything Lay off my shoes Okay, thank you, Elvis, and welcome once again to Dunn's Deal Sure and be all right, this is the place where I do the dealing And I deal them fairly Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, we're going to have a fun night tonight. And if I don't get arrested by the FBI after this show, oh, they'll never be looking for me. So, <laughs> I should do my introduction. Joe Biden is not the president. He's the thief-in-chief, the king of crappers, and he's Dementia Don. And I've had a good day. Got, finally got the brakes fixed on my car. Oh, boy. You know, besides we're going fast, you want to be able to stop. So that's good. And uh, my investments did well. We'll talk about that kind of stuff later on in the show. But right now we're going to have to deal with some really weird politics. I know. Things have gotten so weird over the last couple of years. I don't even have to make it up. Couldn't make this stuff up. You've heard all about the trans stuff, haven't you? This is one of the effects of it. Christian high school banned from all sports tournaments after girls basketball team refused to play an opponent with a trans player. The Vermont Principals Association issued a press release Monday announcing a Christian high school, all those nasty Christians, is now banned from competing in all VPA, Vermont Principal Association, sanctioned activities and tournaments. The decision comes after the mid-Vermont Christian school in February refused to play against a girls basketball team with a boy... A male with a transgender player or a biological male on its squad. <clears throat> MVCS, the school head, uh, Vicki Fogg, told The Guardian, this is in The Guardian, by the way, or this is quoted from The Guardian, we withdrew from the tournament because we believe against. Uh, playing an opponent with a biological male because it jeopardizes the fairness of the game and the safety of our players. Yeah, thank allowing biological males uh, to participate in women's sports sets a bad precedent for the future of women's sports in general. Uh, exactly. Where are the feminists? <laughs> Where are the Title IX supporters? This is this is incredible. This will destroy women's sports because all you have to do is put one ringer in there, one male, especially if he's, you know, fairly tall in a basketball uh, situation, and there's no way a girls team is going to be able to win. And it's ruling the VPA explained with feedback from the membership at our at our large, our Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion in Activities Committee and our Activity Standards Committee, the VPA's Executive Council met today, March 13th, 2023, to discuss the relevant for, uh, forfeiture. The result was a determination that policies have been violated at the school level. Thus, there is an immediate determination of ineligibility for Vermont Christian in VPA-sanctioned activities and tournaments going forward. How can these people be so stupid and moronic? Really, they probably have PhDs, too, piled high in deepers. And 
they've just determined the, the, because of the diversity, equity, and inclusion in activities committee. That should be the diversity, inclusion, and equity, the die. Good Lord, how long do we have to put up with the stupidity, the, the moronic idea that there's no difference between a male and a female? Drop your drawers. If you've got outdoor plumbing, you're a dude. If you've got indoor plumbing, you're a female. Is that really so hard to figure out? No, but if you've got a piled high and deeper, you don't know that. Or you, you, can, uh, you can be on the Supreme Court and not know what a woman is, even though you are a, 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 a member of... I don't even want to use the terms that they use. Even though you're a woman, you can't explain what a woman is. Let's see. In a letter sent to the school, the VPA wrote, uh, specifically, the school's action do not meet the expectations of VPA's first and second policies. Well, get rid of the policies. It's BS. And I wish I could say the, the word because that is the only way to describe this. They've got piled high and deepers. And they, they must be communists bent on destroying the social fabric of this country. And I'm not being conspiratorial here. I've read before. <laughs> the communists planned to destroy the social fabric to destroy the family and we're on our way there if we don't change things there we well, we go we've got the a minnesota democrat suggests allowing gender transgender treatment for kids is what it means to be a good parent video of minnesota lieutenant governor peggy flanagan uh this there's going to be a lot of embarrassing Irish people on this show tonight, and I don't mean the singers. I'm just making complete morons, idiots. It's like Bugs Bunny said, "What a what a mo what what a maroon." <laughs> yeah, what's up, Doc? What a maroon. Let's see. This uh, lieutenant governor is suggesting that providing children with gen gender transition is what it means to be a good parent. Let's see. This has gone viral. Flanagan made the comments at an event celebrating Governor Tim Waltz's signing of an executive order rendering Minnesota a sanctuary state for, <laughs> uh, for mutilating children, cutting off body parts. Hey, what if I want my right arm cut off? You think a doctor is going to allow me to to have that done in the in the hospital? Perfectly good right arm. He'd say I was crazy and I I needed some uh, psychiatric help. But a kid that wants to have its dingaling cut off, or actually it's not him. It's he gets convinced by uh, by doctors, by teachers. And usually they don't allow parents in on, on the decision. But sometimes parents are as deluded as the doctors and uh, psychologists. That's the executive order. This is the Minnesota order. 2303 calls for a report to be compiled by the Minnesota Department of Health summarizing the literature on the scientific evidence about the safety and effectiveness of gender-affirming health care and its public health effects, as well as the approaches that other entities have taken to support gender-affirming health care services. Mm. Let's be clear. This is a life-affirming and life-saving health care. B.S. <laughs> You're destroying the kid's life. They'll never have children. Of their own, and um, <laughs> they're go probably going to be as depressed after it as they were before it. You're demented if you push a kid in this direction. 
And I pity the kids that get caught up in this buffoonery, in this propaganda. Because that's what it is. It's propaganda being pushed on these kids. And um, it's, it's really sick. Uh, Governor Waltz in his comments said, in this state, hate has no home. You hate kids. You hate the kids that you're you're abusing, that you're manipulating, and that that you're castrating and mutilating. You are the hater. This is sick. And the sickness resides in the Democratic Party for the for the main part. I didn't have time to get one article that was on online said there was a Republican in, in Pennsylvania somewhere I said I can't believe that that my party is so bigoted towards certain people it's not bigotry you're saving these kids from doing something stupid that they'll regret for the rest of their lives and will be irreversible no, not the same story. Oh, here we go. We've got a pervert down in uh, Washington. Dr. Richard Levine, who calls himself Rachel. He grew up, not Braintree. He grew up uh, outside of Boston. The other city, Brookline. And he even played football with uh, the, the general, uh, Millie. <laughs> who's straight, by the way. Richard became Rachel, but but Millie is still, Millie is still straight, as far as I know. I mean, <laughs> who knows? The military probably has uh, dress gay days or something uh, where he can put on his uh, his leotards and dance around. Let's see. Uh, so anyhow, Dr. Richard Levine says changing kids' genders will soon be fully embraced. Wheels on this will turn. Uh, I don't think so. Let's see. Levine praised the gender-affirming care at the pediatric grand round session at Connecticut's Children's Medical Center in Hartford, where they mutilate children. Uh, Levine was invited to speak at the event about the Florida uh, parental rights and education law and the political implications of gender reassignment surgery taking place at children's hospitals. Levine also said gender-affirming care for minors had the highest support of the Biden administration. Yeah, a bunch of perverts. Uh, number one is Levine. Number two was Sam Britton, but he stole too many suitcases so that he could put on the the uh, garments in there of women. And he actually would he he followed this one woman who was a fashion designer from Africa, from Tanzania, I believe. And when she came in on her flight he stole her suitcase how he knew what which one was her suitcase i don't know but she he displayed uh, her dresses online and, and she saw it and that's how she knew that he had stolen her stuff because as a fashion designer hers was very unique <sighs> this these are, the, and you've got, uh, got Sam Buttigieg, um, Pete Buttigieg, and he's just an F up there with the transportation uh, department. He's got no reason to be there except that he gay, and. Uh, you know, he was in the, the the nomination process for presidency. And to get him out of the way, Biden promised him a spot uh, in the cabinet. Knows nothing about transportation. Knows nothing about making the trains run on time or keeping them on the tracks. 
But he's gay, so that's okay. Uh, let's see. Levin says, I think it's going to be politically advantageous. It wasn't particularly, it wasn't particularly in 2022. And so I think that, uh, so I think that as we look to all the different elections in 2024, I think the next two years are going to be challenging. But I'm positive and optimistic and hopeful that the wheel will turn after that. And this issue won't be as politically and socially such a minefield. Oh, I should get to uh, what the president said about it, shouldn't I? So let's see. AU51 is what I need. And let's hear what Joe's got to say. The idea that was going on, you know, in some states, I won't get into the politics of it, but in some states, it's just, it's outrageous, and I think it's immoral. The trans part's not immoral. What they're trying to do to trans persons is immoral. Okay, so he thinks that it's immoral to have laws to protect kids from these groomers. At another point, he had said that it was a sin uh, to not allow these trans kids to to transfer, however it's put. Um, well, you know, if, if we want to talk about sin and morality, let's see what God Almighty has to say about it, okay? You think that's a good place to go? Um, try Leviticus chapter 20. And I'll start in verse 11. I'll try to read through this quickly because there's a lot of them. Let's see. If a man commits adultery with another man's wife, both the man and the woman must be put to death. If a man is intercourse with his father's wife, both the man and the woman must die, for they are guilty of a capital offense. If a man has intercourse with his daughter-in-law, both must be put to death. They have acted contrary to nature and are guilty of a capital offense. The penalty for homosexual acts is death to both parties. They have committed a detestable act and are guilty of a capital offense. If a man has uh, intercourse with both a woman and her mother, such an act is terribly wicked. All three of them must be burned to death. Ooh, that's pretty, pretty extreme, isn't it? To wipe out such sickness from among you. Hmm, oh, we've got bestiality here. If a man has sexual intercourse with an animal, he must be put to death and the animal must be killed. Same with a woman. Let's see, if a man has sexual intercourse with his sister, the daughter of either his father or his mother, it is a terrible disgrace. Both of them must be publicly cut off from the community. Uh, Let's see, since a man had intercourse with his sister, he shall suffer the consequences of his guilt. Uh, Let's see, uh, uh, no sex with your aunt. Uh... No taking your uncle's wife. Yeah, this stuff. And here we go. You must carefully obey all my laws and regulations. Otherwise, the land to which I'm bringing you will vomit you out. Do not live by the customs of the people whom I expel before you. It is because they do these terrible things that I detest them so much. But I promise that you will inherit their land, a land flowing with milk and honey. I am the Lord, your God, who has set you apart from other people. Hmm, what do you think of that? What do you think of that, Levine? What do you think of that, Biden? Uh, If you're going to talk about morality and sin, I think you better check with God first to see what he's got to say about the subject. And by the way, I'm not calling for people to be killed if they go and mess around. Because Jesus Christ forgave us from the curse of the law. But (laughs) the actions are still sinful. 
It's just that the sentence has been changed. So, no, I'm not suggesting that we go go ballistic. But wrong is still wrong, no matter what position you hold in the Biden administration. Uh, Let's see. Oh, that's what do I need? I need Deuteronomy 22.5. Don't worry, I'll... I'll be done with this soon. Not too much left. 22 and 5. Oh, here we go. A woman must not wear a men's clothing, and men must not wear women's clothing. The Lord your God detests people who do this. Hmm. Oh, by the way, that, that cut that I had about Joe Biden speaking about trans people... Uh, He was speaking to Dylan uh, Mulvaney, another Irish pervert who's gotten famous being a guy, playing a girl. You know, I mean, if you really want to make a complete and total arse out of yourself, go ahead. But uh, don't try to change the normality of society. Don't try to change the normality of genders. Finish this off with what Jesus Christ has to say. And Matthew 19.5 Haven't you read the scriptures, Jesus said? They record that from the beginning God has made them male and female. And he said, this explains why a man leaves his father and mother and is joined to his wife. And the two are united into one. Jesus Christ says there's male and female. No trans. Sorry if that's too binary for you. Sorry if that's too cisgendered or whatever term you want to use just because you come up with new terms doesn't make it real and oh speaking of of making it real i'm gonna there's a little transition here because i'm going to be getting into a little bit of the uh economic uh collapse that's going on with our banking system but one of the things that that bank out in silicon valley did they were really, really woke. Oh, man, they, they had all the transgender stuff going on. They, they had their gay day. They had the lesbian day. Uh, they had their homosexual day. They just had mega parties. And for nine months, they, they did not have um, a, a, what's called a risk officer. And they had a position, risk officer. And for nine months, the position was left open. But they spent all sorts of time promoting Gay Pride Month and, you know, Gay Day this, Lesbian Day that. You know what they forgot? They forgot to balance their budget. Oh. And then their bank collapsed. And then they needed a bailout. Oh. Who would have thunk that a bank has to be able to handle money? Oh, no, a bank isn't there for money. No, a bank is there uh, so you can do gay days and, and just have all sorts of fun dancing around and singing songs like as if you're on Broadway. Oh, how can I be so binary, so so backwards as to think that that you can't have fun at a bank you know it's just incredible so anyhow where is i need a good tune to get out of this oh here we go we'll just go with this
I'm Martha Stewart, and I have a question for you. You know that unwelcome guest everyone wishes would just leave already? That's COVID-19. Nah, it's the COVID propaganda like what you're doing, Martha, that won't leave. That's why I got an updated booster designed to help protect against recent Omicron variants. Too bad for you. Did you also get myocarditis or pericarditis? Hmm? Got it. Check eligibility and schedule your updated COVID booster at vaccines.gov. Do not listen to her. The shot can kill you. The spike protein will attack your heart, your brain, your spleen, your reproductive organs. Sponsored by Pfizer and BioNTech. Here's author James Dunn to talk about his soon-to-be-printed next book. The King Philip's War in New England in 1675 defined the relations, for good or bad, between English settlers and Native Americans for centuries to come. Many of the battles are local to the Blackstone Providence area with long-forgotten memorials and grave sites. Smithfield was the Battle of Nipsichuk. The Battle of Sudbury in Sudbury, Mass. was a turning point. Mount Hope in Bristol, Rhode Island was the home of King Philip and the Wampanoag tribe. The Connecticut River Valley was a scene of many bloody encounters between the English and the Nipmuc tribe. South Kingston, Rhode Island saw the Great Swamp Battle slash massacre. One Englishman stands out in this brutal conflict. He dared to learn to fight like the Indians did and won the war for the English. He was Captain Benjamin Church in the book, Captain Benjamin Church and the King Philip's War. Here's author James Dunn to talk about his soon-to-be-printed next book. The King Philip's War in New England in 1675 defined the relations, for good or bad, between English settlers and Native Americans for centuries to come. Many of the battles are local to the Blackstone Providence area with long-forgotten memorials and grave sites. Smithfield was the Battle of Nipsichuk. The Battle of Sudbury in Sudbury, Mass. was a turning point. Mount Hope in Bristol, Rhode Island was the home of King Philip and the Wampanoag tribe. The Connecticut River Valley was a scene of many bloody encounters between the English and the Nipmuc tribe. South Kingston, Rhode Island saw the Great Swamp Battle slash massacre. One Englishman stands out in this brutal conflict. He dared to learn to fight like the Indians did and won the war for the English. He was Captain Benjamin Church in the book, Captain Benjamin Church and the King Philip's War. Welcome back to Dunsdale, and uh, <laughs> let's talk about some economics for a little while, shall we? I got while I try to set this up. So anyhow, this is Treasury Secretary Yellen to Congress. Our banking system remains sound. Oh, isn't this a lady that said that? That there's no inflation, and then uh, said that inflation is just transitory, or something like that. It's not real. It's just transitory. It's just transiting its way out. Yeah. So, U.S. Secretary, uh, U.S. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen is set to tell members of the Senate Finance Committee on Thursday. The U.S. banking system remains sound as the impacts of three bank failures in less than a week continue to be felt in financial markets and beyond. 
I can assure the members of this committee that our banking system remains sound and that Americans can feel confident that their deposits will be there when they need them. Yellen is set to tell the Senate ahead of a scheduled hearing on President Biden's proposed budget. This week's actions demonstrate our resolute commitment to ensure that a depositors' savings remain safe. Well, yeah, if, if you're a depositor with um, J.P. Morgan, Wells Fargo, uh, Chase, uh, you know, the, the, the big boys. If you're just in a small-time bank, you know, like I, I've got citizens or others that are not part of of the big monstrosities um then you might have a problem in fact one of the senators had asked about that because he came from oklahoma and uh, he, he was mentioning how you know that these big three banks um uh, Silicon Valley Bank, there was Signature Bank, and I forget what the name of the third bank was, but they were all in San Francisco or New York. And uh, um, they're not called Too Big to Fail. Uh, it's SIB, Too Significant to, to Fail, or something like that. Uh, SIB, too significant to go broke or something. So, you know, the, the, the senator just really nailed her on it and said, okay, what, if, what about the banks in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma? Um, what, what if one of them fails? What if they come up short on money? And Yellen was almost apologetic didn't want to answer the question, but she finally got around to saying that that the big banks, the SIBs, and I apologize that I didn't write down what SIB specifically stands for, but it's not too big to fail because they don't want to call it that. Oh, and they don't want to call what's being done right now a bailout either. But her answer to to the senator from Oklahoma was that the significant banks will be held up at, at, you know, so if a bank is so big that it'll bring the entire economy down to its knees, then they'll bail that out. But if you're just in some small podunk bank, you know, say you're, you're a bank in East Palestine, Ohio, I tell you, I think you're going to get bailed out. Nope, nope, no. <laughs> you don't count. You're not one of the big boys. And the problem here is, you see, there are many in these big banks in the Federal Reserve that want to drive us into a uh, digital banking system. Um, uh Central Bank Digital Service. And what that would be is it would be a digital banking system. Like maybe you have a card for the digital bank, the central digital bank. And they'd be able to trace everything you buy on that. And they'd be able to stop you from buying certain things like too much meat. You know, you might have a meat allotment on it because uh, because it, cows cause methane and <clears throat> and carbon, and uh, which are gases that naturally occur in in the world and are not harmful. But because of that, it must be reduced. So your consumption of beef. According to the elites, according to people in the Federal Reserve, and behind these big banks, the die. Remember, we were reading before about the diversity, equity, and inclusion thing. That's in the banking system as well. It's not just 
changing uh, female sports. It's changing the way you bank, changing what you can buy. If you buy too much meat, they'll force you to cut back on it. How will they force you? You won't be allowed to buy that, that meat. You'll be flagged in some way or another. Or your card will be shut down and you won't be. They want to get rid of currency, believe it or not. I know this sounds outrageous, sounds conspiratorial, but this is where they're driving you. Um, say you like to shoot guns and you want to buy some ammunition. <laughs> oh, not with that, that digital banking card. No. Uh, they're not going to allow you to do that. You must be some kind of terrorist. You must be a white supremacist, even if you are black. Uh, um, oh, and uh, you'll be limited on the amount of gas you can purchase, uh, on the amount of cars you can buy. Um... They will control what you do and what you can buy with a digital banking system. But to get, get from our free banking system that we have now to a digital banking system, they have to reduce the amount of banks. So they're inflating the currency on purpose and on uh, Tuesday and Wednesday of this next week, there is a meeting of the Federal Reserve, and they will have a meeting to decide whether or not to raise rates further, which have gone up about from 1% to 5% in the last year, which means mortgages are more expensive, car loans are more expensive, credit cards, yada, 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 all that stuff. So it's more expensive. <laughs> Food is getting more expensive. Gas is getting more expensive. And they're going to decide whether or not they need to, to raise the interest rates on you, which means that this whole ball of wax will keep rolling down the hill. The snowball will keep on going down the hill, getting bigger, fatter, and faster. Uh, <laughs> we're not in for a good, uh, good time coming up. We're looking at inflation, maybe even hyperinflation. And if you don't know what hyperinflation is, you need to do a little history. You need to read up on Germany in the 1920s before uh, Adolf Hitler came to power. There was extreme hyperinflation, which helped pave the way for Hitler. Uh, the money became worthless. You needed a full wheelbarrow of money to go and buy bread and eggs and stuff like that. Just bread and eggs. Um, that's where the Federal Reserve is pushing us on purpose. I can't get into, I don't have time to get into the reasons why they're doing it on purpose, except they want to control you, they want to enslave you. And again, I know that that sounds conspiratorial, but that's where we're headed. Let's see, stocks tumble again as chaotic week uh, week of bank fear closes. Oh boy, I'm misreading like crazy. Stocks tumble again as chaotic week of bank fears closes. Uh, let's see. Oh, let me just wrap it up this way. The markets were down, gold and silver were up, crypto was up. Um, I follow a guy by the name of Gregory Manorino. He's been on, um, he's been on uh, YouTube for a long time. He's also been in Wall Street for decades. And as far as I'm concerned, he knows his stuff. And he's been talking about what... Uh, the Fed is doing to this country and how it's driving us uh, into the poorhouse in order to enslave ordinary people, make it impossible for us to be able to purchase things. Uh, let's see. Here's an interesting. 
In the biggest picture, since 1870, there have been 14 big recessions, all driven by wars, pandemics, and bank crises. Investment strategist Michael Harnett wrote on a Bank of America Global Research Project. Banks have borrowed nearly $165 billion from the Federal Reserve over the last week in a sign of how much stress is in the system. Hmm. Let's see. So 14 big recessions since 1870, all of them driven by wars, pandemics and banking crises. Well, we've had a banking crisis back in 2008. That was a long time ago, though, huh? That was 13 years ago, 15 years ago. Pandemics. Oh, we just got done with that. And there's a war going on in uh, Ukraine and Joe Biden's doing his best to get us into that war. Uh, he blew up the Nord Stream pipeline to, to try and, and uh, blame it on Russia. It didn't work. It just had the United States fingerprints all over it. And um, nobody was fooled except a few people here in the United States because of the propaganda from the news media. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't matter. Joe Biden is president. <laughs> and you trust him to do the right thing. Oh, my God. The guy is bought and paid for by China. He's a China whore. Um. Yeah, I said it. He's a Chinese whore. But we're going to trust his administration to do the right thing and, and straighten out the economy. Oh, <laughs> did you see Jim Cramer on TV? He's on CNBC. Uh, uh, Mad Money, I think is the name of his show. And I'll tell you. If you want to invest in stocks, if you want to be in the markets, listen to what Kramer says and then do the opposite. Because in the financial or just before the financial crisis of 2008, he was famously saying that that the banks that went south, Lehman Brothers, Bear Stearns, were fine. They were strong. That there was no problem with them. Buy their stock. It's a good stock. And and then they <laughs> they were destroyed and uh, no longer exist. And a couple weeks before this this latest debacle of uh, Signature and of of uh, Silicon Valley Bank, Jim Cramer was saying how great these banks were and to buy the stocks in those banks, those particular banks, especially uh, Silicon Valley Bank. He was telling people to buy as the CEOs or the CEO, the CFO, all, all the big head honchos in that organization were selling the stocks. You know, that, that's a big tip off. The CEO and the COE and the CFO are selling stocks in the banks of the bank that they run. It's a good bet that you should not buy that stock. But Jim Cramer on his show was saying, buy, buy, buy. Uh, so whenever Jim Cramer says to buy something, you do the opposite. You sell. If he says to sell, then you buy. <laughs> uh, but like I said, I listened to a guy by the name of uh, Gregory Manorino, and he's on YouTube. You can find him there. He's well worth um, listening to. And uh, he says, bet against the debt. Bet against the Fed. And it's turned out to be good advice lately. We'll see.
Um, so one of the things that this banking crisis does is it, it forces people out of small banks and into the large ones. And if you can avoid that, because that's exactly where they want to drive you. They're driving you like cattle. Because if you have more than $250,000 and you're in a small bank, your money will not be covered. If you have more than $250,000 and you're in a large bank, then the Federal Reserve will bail you out, along with all the other fat cats. And that's that's the trick of this. The trick is to get you out of small banks so the large banks can have control, can have a monopoly on banking, and um, can drive you into a centralized banking system where you'll be controlled. But anyhow, let me take, uh, not a break, but let me make a, a big transition here. Photos show California reservoir levels uh, before and after a major storm. So basically, these photos, see, look at them, see, uh, are showing that because of all the snow and all the rain that California has been getting, that uh, that they, um, the reservoir levels are actually filling up again. Which is a great thing, you know, because California was in like a severe drought for the longest time. And um, now they're coming out of it, which is a great, great thing. And uh, there were pictures showing you know, like before and after pictures. And it was a fantastic, there it is. It was a fantastic thing to um, to look at because, you know, the, the news gets pretty depressing sometimes. And it's all, you know, fear, calamity, wars, uh, financial crashes. And, and you know what? Life has got its ebb and flows. And um, we do come back from the brink of terrible looking things. But just just be aware um, you know, gold and silver is a good are good things to buy. Uh, and try not to panic, but be smart about where you put your money. So anyhow, I want to lighten things up even more. Oh, talking about rain and snow coming. Here's a song about rain. Lord, I'm so forlorn, I just can't see no you. 
driving rain Them unicorns were hiding Playing silly games Kicking and splashing While the rain was falling Oh, them silly unicorns Green alligators along the keys Some humpty-back camels and some chimpanzees Drifting with the tide, them unicorns looked up from the rocks and they cried, and the waters came down and sort of floated them away. And that's why you never seen a unicorn to this very day. You'll see green alligators along the keys, some humpty back camels and some chimpanzees, some cats and rats and elephants. But sure as you're born, you're never gonna. So if you ever wondered why you don't see any unicorns around, now you know. They missed the boat. Poor unicorns. <laughs> so sure and be gone. There's your lesson for the day. Don't be like the unicorns. There's a time for work and a time for play. <laughs> Yeah, maybe the unicorns were working at uh, the Silicon Valley Bank or something. So, but do have a good weekend. Oh, I've got to send some uh, texts out. And, but um, there we go. So, have a great time. Drink some green beer. Not too much of it. And careful when you're driving. So you have a good weekend, sure and be guard, enjoy yourself. And I'll be back next week for more fun. So there we go, we've got a leprechaun coming in the room. Where's your pot of gold? I want that gold. I haven't gotten paid yet. <laughs> Didn't know we get paid in gold around here, did you? <laughs> Cash is king. Yes, it is. This is a Dunn's Deal. Tell your friends and neighbors to tune in Friday evenings at 6.05 for Jim's perspective on the issues of the week. You're listening to WNRI Woonsocket.